Never miss a moment of the team you love with every game of every round, live and ad break free in play on KO Sports. New to KO? Start your free trial today. It's your biggest sports show on Saturday morning. Triple M's Dead Set Legends. Joey Montagna, Jay-Z Clark and Fox Footy's Kath Lockman as they talk all things sport and tackle the big topics. Yes. I want to ask you about Jack Darling yes. over the West Coast Eagles. We all thought he was gone. Not going to play. Change of heart, a big backflip. A jackflip, in fact. Ah, ah, this is Triple M's Dead Set Legends. <laughs> Good morning, everyone. Joey, Jay and Kath with you on your Saturday morning. Finally, footy is back. Three games into round one. Another three coming your way today. So a lot of footy to review and preview. Uh, it's great to have you, uh, Kath, you. of course. Do a superb job for Fox Footy. We're brought in for the start of the fo- the uh, footy season, of course. We went to Fox Footy, Joey, Joey and they said we want four first-round draft picks. For <laughs> it cost and, us a lot. Yeah, they said more than Tim Kelly, more than Jeremy Cameron. This puts the Chris, Chris Judd deal in the shade. Joey had his reservations at start, but I said no. Prepare to give up the first, uh, the four first-round draft Joey. picks. I got, hey, hey, I got a, a salary sacrifice for me. We have to, uh, the uh, salary cap's now. Now bursting with Kath and we've given away the trade. And you, you get to see the humour that we have with Jay-Z. Yes. What about off the, oh, the, the Jack Flip last yes. week? Some yeah. of Jay's finest stuff. But we're <laughs> so glad to have you on the show, Kath. Yeah. Worked with you for a number of years at Fox Footy. Yep. You're one of the very best. So we're very excited to have you as part of the show this year. Certainly oh, are. I am pumped to be here. Loved working with you, Joey, at Fox Footy. Always been a fan of Jay-Z, the rapper, and Jay-Z from <laughs> the Herald Sun. So <laughs> <And> <laughs> I don't know where that come from. We need to put this on the table nice nearly. Joey's had a function last night with his, with his teammates, watch the St Kilda game and I see a bottle of Powerade with him at, at the moment. So he's had a good time with his teammates and we're just going to assess his performance throughout the show. Just bear Kath. with me, Kath. Bear <laughs> so, with me. Just a little tickle in the throat. That's all it is. So the Powerade is unusual. Well, it's a surefire sign that he's had a couple of beverages well, last night. Well, we had a bit of okay. a Saints, uh, Saints past players reunion last night before the game. So it was great to see a few of good the night. old boys again. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lenny Hayes came down from Sydney. Mm-hmm. He's calling the game actually for the Giants and Sydney Swans tonight for Triple M. He's going to be there. Uh, Stevie Baker, Rob Harvey, Stewie Lowe, Stephen Zilla. A few of the old past players were there. Little um, Jake Bowie's old man, Brett Bowie, was there. So we had a bit of a Saints um, past players catch up before the footy. Most of the boys went across to watch the game at Marvel Stadium. It was good to see Feel the old boys again. Any stories? Um, not really. Tell. Just catching up. Not really. Just catching up. Catching up okay. with a few of the boys. And there's no real stories. Probably we do have one. So I don't know if I can say it on air. Actually, I shouldn't say it on air. No, Just, go on. Uh, no, 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 no. No, no, I won't. I actually won't. <laughs> do, you, do you catch up at those things and go, "Oh, you were so good, Lenny and Rui. You were so good. I remember then 2011. Is it just a real pat on the back fest? Or? Yeah, Jay, that's what we do. We all get around each other and tell each other how good we used to be and get out YouTube, reliving highlights. Ah, we do all that sort of stuff. But no, it was uh, it was great to see everyone. And then, but the letdown was St Kilda, which we're going to chat about yes. a bit later yes. on because that was the disappointing part of the night. How disappointed are you in what you saw last night, just quickly? Yeah, slightly concerned. Slightly yep. concerned. St Kilda should have got off the season to a good start. We'll chat a bit more about it later, but disappointing for St Kilda fans. I've spoken to a couple this morning and they're not happy. We'll get into that a little later on. Huge show ahead. Melbourne's James Jordan will join us to review the D's 26-point win in the grand final rematch against the Dogs. But up next, we're chatting all things Collingwood. Ooh. We're going to start positively. An impressive yep. start Hot. to not only the season, but Craig McRae's tenure as coach. Outstanding. To be back here at Marble Stadium. Gentlemen snapping ball. What about that for a goal? Best of the night by the number 33. Slick handball to Mike Check. He's kicked one. He's missed one. He bends it round. Oh, this is a good game of footy. Yeah. 
the side bottom. He's a class act, still side bottom. You back him from here. He puts it on the left and he kicks it straight through the middle. Little duck and a dive from Henry. Fancy footwork. Oh, now it's Collingwood who are unstoppable at Marvel. The Pies have their first win for the season of 2022. It's Triple M's Dead Set Legends with Joey J and Kath. What a cracking game last night at Marvel Stadium. Collingwood led by as many as 35 points in the third term, only for St Kilda to storm back and hit the front early in the fourth. In the end, the Pies won by 17 points, meaning Craig McRae is one from one as Collingwood coach and gents. The way they played last night, I'm pumped to watch the Pies in 2022. It, it was brilliant and, and as big a style change as you would wish to see. So we saw Carlton make a big statement on Thursday night. They come from, from behind win over Richmond. And then I thought Collingwood was equally impressive, if if not more. And we know Collingwood, Joey, has been a, the, the number one short kick team in the competition. They've overpossessed. They've gone lateral. They've gone sideways. They've been so cautious and controlled in their ball movement under over the past uh, couple of years under Nathan Buckley. That has all changed, Collingwood fans. That is out the window. And Craig McRae, it's forward handball out of a stoppage. It's Richmond style. It's it's take the risk, take the corridor. I think normally they're about a 40% corridor team. Through the third quarter last night, they were at 60%. So they want to take the risk. They want to play with some speed. They want to find their forwards in one-on-one um, uh, you know, spots. And and for the second time in 45 games last night against St Kilda, they score 100 points. And you go in the rooms after the game in the, in the, pies, in the pies rooms and they were just so upbeat. And they were clearly loving if they embraced the change under Craig McRae. But it, it is clear the Magpies are going to hit the scoreboard a lot more in 2022. I didn't know that stat. Second time in 45 games they've kicked 100 points. Yep. Well, it's and it's the modern game, isn't it? We spoke about it a few weeks ago, didn't yep. I? The style change I think we'll see across the competition. Teams going forward more, taking territory with a bit more speed. That's what Richmond made their you know, trademark flags on. Melbourne play the same way. This short kicking sideways style. Even Geelong have finally acknowledged that they yep. probably need to go and we'll look forward to watching them this afternoon. Yep. But go forward a bit more. Go with a bit more speed. Take some territory. They were impressive, the Pies. I, yep. I must be honest, I wasn't overly bullish on Collingwood this season. I sort of looked at their list and wasn't convinced. But the way they played mm-hmm. last night, it's only a small sample, obviously, round one. But as a Pies fan, now you can go, as you said, Kath, you can go to the footy yep. and at least be excited with what, you, what you're going to see. It's, and they're not going to win every week. And they're going to have, some obviously, some patches where it's not going to go their way. But you can go to the footy to enjoy Collingwood this season. So many highlights. We talk about Geordie Degoe in a second. Nick Dacos on debut. How brilliant. Patrick Lipinski, how did they get him for pick 45? That is absolute chicken feed. Kudos to their list management. Graham Wright has done a number on semi-power from the Bulldogs there to get pick 45. I'm being a little bit cheeky there, Joey. But that looks... Just so um, great value in in hindsight. And then Ollie Henry. So they want to see the youth. Do you see the sidestep and the shimmy? Yeah, the goal. So he mm. fakes out one guy, brushes off the second one, and then kicks that snap. And that is the youth that Collingwood uh, really want to see. But Jordan Degoe, isolated. He played midfield, but he also was isolated at times in the goal square. So all the Collingwood forwards would push up, and it just gave him an absolute paddock of space, Joey. And we saw Jordan Degoe for all the headlines and all the negativity, the New York incident we know a lot. First game of the season, bang, he showcases what a star of the competition he can be. You know my thoughts on Jordan Ngoi. I think I spoke about it last year. I think he's I think he's much maligned. We're talking about on-field as a player. I think what he's done for Collingwood has been underrated. So last season, only four players in the competition averaged 20 disposals and a goal a game. Yep. Dustin Martin... Christian Petrarca, Marcus Bontempelli, and Jordan Degoe. Yeah, he he does more than people give him credit for. People say that he hasn't fulfilled his talent and all this sort of stuff. 
they probably put that because his talent level is so high that he could be a top 10 player in the competition. But I love the way he plays. He's playing exactly the way that the modern game, again, use your best player mm. in the midfield and in the forward half. We saw Paddy Cripps. We know about the guys I just mentioned to be able to play where you are, that you can do the most damage. And oh, look, I'm, I'm so happy for Jordan to go because he is, he is a star of the competition. Yep. Not that he might be. I think he is. I think he's been much maligned. And I'm glad to see him, you know, show round one what he's what he's capable of on a regular basis. Cop the knock uh, real late at Corky, so I reckon he's going to have a light week on the trek, but he should be okay. So we talk about this new game style. How much confidence, though, Joey, as a player, when you've won a game, actually won a proper game mm. with your new game style and all the changes, because you can work all off season and think, you know, maybe we're on the right track. Not sure, but. Uh, until you actually win a game. Spot on. It, it gives you that belief. That, validation. Yes, it, validation. That's yep. the word I was looking for. Great word, Jay-Z. Validation. <laughs> well you, done, Jay-Z. Yes. You, you, you then believe that your system works. And you've now got a benchmark to refer back to. So as I said, they're not going to play that well every week. They're not going to win every game. But they've got something they can refer back to and say, right, if we play like this, we know what we're capable of. And you can use it as a reference point. So it's a great start for the Pies. And uh, yeah, well done to Craig McRae. Great start. Can we revel in the Dacos storyline for a moment? So Nick Starr's on debut. Josh also puts on a bit of a show. And their famous father, proud dad, watching on in the stands, cheering on. Did Nick Dacos live up to all the hype? Yeah, Last absolutely night. he did. Yeah, absolutely. Um, there was a lot of hype around him. They were saying he could have played seniors last year. You know, he was going to be the face of the club, wasn't he? Or, you know, try and change the club. He was excellent. Yeah, yep. great yep. start to his career. I mean, one game in, he's, he's a little beauty. Yep. He, he he just, he was in the right spots yep. all night. And Knows how to play. Clean with his skills. Um, already so impressive with his decision making. And you're right, Josh had an excellent game as well. So a bright future there for the Pies. So that's all the Pies. We have to chat St Kilda shortly, though, don't we? Mm, <laughs> Coming we up next, we'll also chat all things motorsport with Greg Rust. Triple M's Dead Set Legends. The Dead Set Legends, Triple M. Rusty's Motorsport Update, Bendix Brakes. Put your foot down with confidence. Yes, thanks to Bendix Brakes. Greg Rust is with us from the Rusty's Garage podcast, which you can get for free on the listener app. Morning, Rusty. You're at Phillip Island for a couple of big days of racing and a few Bathurst winners are there too. Kath, good morning to you. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, I'm here for what's called Speed Series. Beautiful day at, uh, at Phillip Island in the... The TCR uh, ranks, we've got Will Brown, for example, who races for the Erebus team in supercars. He's a, an emerging superstar and doing a brilliant job. And in the GT class, we've got three Bathurst winners. So Shane Van Gisbergen is here, David Reynolds as well, and Chas Mostert. Uh, SVG and Chas were fast yesterday in their, their Mercedes and Audis, respectively. Um, and we're going to see a good battle between those guys this weekend. Beautiful day here. Rusty, I'll tell you what I can't wait for. The Formula One, it's back. It's come around quick, and it kicks off this weekend in Bahrain. Practice overnight. What have we learned? A couple of things. Firstly, I am a little nervous for McLaren slash Dan Ricciardo. He's obviously bounced from COVID, which is good, but both of their cars are nowhere at the moment, and he's had some sort of water leak or water issue in, uh, in one of the practice sessions. We'll get a clearer picture in qualifying tonight, but from the pre-season testing and practice yesterday in Bahrain, the Ferraris do look good. Uh, Max Verstappen is top of the pops and clearly uh, still carrying that confidence from that, that brilliant world title win um, last year. And I, I can't really believe that Mercedes, who have been uh, so dominant uh, for a long time now, uh, are on the back foot, it would seem a little. Mm. But we'll get a clearer picture in qualifying tonight. And Rusty, the Moto GP, it's almost on our doorstep. We've got round two in Indonesia. Firstly, how's Remy Gardner's wrist? And is Jack Miller going to keep that right at Ducati? Uh, 
I hope so. Um, I, I kind of wish um, we, we all asked the question because we're in the media, but I kind of wish we would just let him do what he's good at and um, and not pester him with that constant question. Remy's wrist is on the improve, which is terrific. He won the second tier last year, Moto2, carried that wrist injury into his debut uh, for, for MotoGP and still scored a championship point. And he's been in the top 10 overnight. So he's off to a great start in his, uh, his first season in the Premier class. Beautiful. Rusty, enjoy a big couple of days there. We'll catch you next week. Thanks, Kath. Cheers. Rusty's Motorsport Update. Bendix Brakes. Put your foot down with confidence. A little bit of Saturday scoreboard time. Mm-hmm. Thursday night, the Melbourne Storm. That was a terrific win against South Sydney. Golden point in overtime. It was Craig Bellamy's 500th game as coach. We're going to play a little trivia. How many games do you reckon he's won out of the 500? Oh, good question, Joey. Thank you. 330. 352. Did you know that? Or no, you... actually, no didn't. way. That is it 351. Oh, my goodness. Stop of, it. Well done. Out of 500. So Pretty he's uncle. a star, but the Storm, uh, they're taking on Parramatta next weekend. Hey, the AFLW finals kick off today. North Melbourne take on Fremantle at Arden Street. Mm-hmm. The other game, of course, Collingwood-Brisbane has been postponed. We're still not sure when that'll get played, but COVID has interrupted the final series once again, unfortunately, for AFLW. Who's your pick for the flag from here? Still the Crows for me. Still the Crows. Kath? I'm going to go Brisbane. Yeah, okay. Brisbane are hard to beat. Hey, NBL, uh, Melbourne United sit one game on top. Uh, South East Melbourne take on the Sydney Kings tonight. The Perth Wildcats, though, they start their nine-game home run uh, tomorrow against New Zealand. So watch out for the Perth Wildcats. It's All-Star Mile Day in the racing at Flemington. Big day. Zaki's the favourite. Trainer Annabelle Nisham quietly confident that even though it's got barrier 15, it should be able to whip around them, get to the front, and be very, very hard you to like beat. You like it, very, very hard to We're beat. We're on board this afternoon, I think we, we should be on board Zaki. <laughs> I think it'll lead all the way and win. Good. Hey, the Socceroos plans next week for the World Cup qualifier have taken a hit because Graham Arnold's got covid for a second time. And uh, a little bit of NFL news for those playing along at home. The Houston Texans former quarterback, Deshaun Watson, is going to the Cleveland Browns. So no longer is Baker Mayfield going to be the quarterback at Cleveland. That's a big upgrade. Watch out for the Cleveland Browns. They will be the team to beat, I think, next year with Deshaun Watson. He's a star. And Tom Brady's back. And Tom Brady's back. You like that? Uh, Yeah, of course we do. Yeah, Yeah, I think we do. Did you consider sort of coming? After two months. I was sitting on the couch eating pizza. There was no way I was thinking about coming back and playing after two months out. I was not in any shape to play football, but good luck to Tom Brady. 45 years of age. I don't know what he's doing. Surely just enjoy life in your $20 million mansion and just sit by the beach. But nope, he wants to play again. I wonder what his wife said. She's like, really? She must have kicked him back out of the house and said, you know what? You're being really annoying at home. Go Man. back and play yeah. some more NFL. You go for it, honey. <laughs> Triple M's Dead Set Legends. Gents, we do need to touch on St Kilda. Joey, your thoughts initially. 17-point loss to begin the season. High expectations last season. They didn't deliver. Slow start to the year. And now they've lost round one. Yeah, they're in an interesting predicament because they're expecting to play finals. Well, they should be because of the list profile. They're a team that's built for the now. Um, We know that they've tried to go back to the draft this year, Jay-Z, but that's because for the previous two or three years, they, they ignored the draft and went with some mature age players. Collingwood round one, you would have liked to win. I thought they they definitely should have won last night. Now leaves them in a situation where, gee whiz, it could be a, a tough start for the year because they've got Fremantle in Perth and then Richmond. If you go zip three or one and two early in the year, it makes it really hard, Jay-Z. And I think they're a club that when they're up and about and they're confident and everything's going well, they are hard to beat. They play with some passion. They're, they're up and about. But my concern is this this team at the moment, and, and pre- when there's some – 
when they're facing adversity, do they have the resilience? Are they can they find a way to to find wins if they're not playing their best footy or they're missing some senior players? Last night they weren't able to, and it's going to make it an interesting first month of the season because this club should be playing finals. Yeah, I, I tipped Collingwood last night. I don't have St Kilda in in uh, in the finals. You mentioned the the list profile. I think they're caught in the middle. They they really are. So that's an interesting direction they're going to take. And if this sort of form continues, I think there'll be real pressure on the club, the administration of the club too. So that's going to be an unfolding storyline um, throughout this year. I think they failed to handle the Collingwood heat which Brett Ratton um, talked about after the game. They got belted out of the middle, 19-8 uh, out, of the, out of the center Senate clearances, left. which makes it difficult. But there was one moment, I think it was in the third quarter, uh, Joan, I want to ask you about this. Jack Higgins got the ball, he's 50 metres out, and he's got an open teammate, Jade Gresham, in that left forward pocket, 20 metres out from goal. He hits up Gresham, that is an easy goal, and they had momentum at that stage, St Kilda. Instead, Higgins ignores his teammate, blazes away from 50, doesn't... Yeah, didn't even score. Doesn't score. And then Brett Ratton, in the post-match press conference, said he had to address that with the player straight away at the three-quarter time huddle. I spoke to Jack at three-quarter time in front of the group about that, that's not helping our team. And then straight away in the last quarter, he gets one right at the top of the goal screen and handballs it straight to Gresham. So you sort of say you know, he's learned from that and, and taken it on board and what's expected of him as a teammate. So from that point of view, that was pleasing to see him just act straight away, which is good because, yeah, we missed an opportunity to put the pies under pressure. So Rat says he calls that out in front of the group at, at three-quarter time. And then he gave one away soon after. After, so he fixed the problem, but that's it's a bit of a selfish action in the forward half, isn't it? Yeah, it's just a player that was was thinking about the goals rather than thinking about what was necessarily best for the team. Um, he kicked zero goals for you know for the night, so maybe he had an element of, of feeling that he needed to you know for his, for his own sort of self esteem or for the you know he's still thinking about the team, but probably thinking more from himself rather than than as he said that to the teammate. It's sort of a little bit, it's been an issue with St. Kilda, this connection, you know, as a group. Are they playing as connected and as for one another as some of the other teams in the competition? And maybe because you have so many players that have come from other clubs in recent years mm. when you've got, you know, like last night there was Kent Butler, Higgins, you know, Brad Hill, Crouch, um, Crouch as well. Like it's, it's sort of one that they're still trying to find that, that chemistry and connection, I think, to be a really galvanised footy team. Mm. And that's probably ties into what I talk about, the resilience and being able to you know, handle adversity because normally when you play together and you've got that connection, like the Melbourne group at the moment, you know, you can see they look at each other, they trust one another. It's instinctive. They've, they've been through it together. Yes. Where St Kilda, I think, because this list at the moment have got a lot of sort of pieces that have come together, they maybe lack that sort of history and um, building together that when things are against them, they can find a way to galvanise and work through it. Well, one of those new pieces was the debutant Jack Hayes last night. Three goals. On debut, 25 years of age, come from the Sandful, and and great story, great to see. But at the same time, this is a very negative question mm-hmm. here, Joey. But does it concern you when a debutant's one of the best players in round one? Uh, it, it's a great point, Kath. A little bit, like he, he was awesome. Great story. 25 yep. years old, never gave up on his dream. Conk-leader. He's been a wonderful Sandful player for a long time. But you're right. He only got put on the list what about a month ago, mm-hmm. and he's come out in round one and was St Kilda's best player. That that is a slight concern. You 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 sort of. You want him to play well, but you don't necessarily want that sort of mature age recruit as your best player in round one. So it's a really good point. I think that they've got a lot of question marks still, the Saints. What do they do with that tall structure? You're not dropping Jack Hayes. I mean, he was St Kilda's best player last night. They got Paddy Ryder to come back in, still with that dodgy sort of uh, Achilles tendon. I think they had West uh, this weekend. So Rowan Marshall, 
Ryder and Jack Hayes. They're going to have to play all three, right? Yeah, I, mean, I think that can still work. I think they can keep Hayes in the forward line with Membry and King as the three. And maybe because of the the, the uh, centre bounce clearance issue last night, they do need Paddy Ryder. There's been a lot of talk out of calling us out of St Kilda, hasn't there, about um, Paddy Ryder and the injuries. And they've they use that last year as oh, we had a lot of injuries. We didn't have Paddy Ryder and Marshall for the full season. It's they need Ryder back, but is he the answer really going forward? Thirty-four-year-old Ruckman, you know, is is he the answer? So as I said, a lot of questions still with St Kilda. Big couple of weeks for them you know, in the next three or four weeks. We'll find out where they're really at. What do you think they first need to address, Joey? <sighs> Talk about Fuse. that connection. How do you yeah, how do you get that? Yeah, uh, it, it's hard because you can't do that in one week. You know, that building that that connection, playing for one another, that really sort of grit your teeth when things are against them. That takes a long time. That takes time. So from a footy point of view, they just got to roll the sleeves up and get down and dirty, win the clearances. They've got to be a team that apply a lot of pressure. When they bring the heat mm. and apply pressure to a team, they're good, but they just need to do it every single week. They're out-pressured by Collingwood. Yep. There's no doubt. I think yep. at training it's going to be heat on the ball carry, and they're going to try and use it cleanly. No doubt about that. Max King had some opportunities in that second quarter. Took some nice marks. We know he can be spectacular in the air. That sit-shot routine, it does let him down. There were two easy ones in the second quarter, which he missed. You know, We know he was inaccurate at times last year. You think that... Could be an ongoing issue for the young spearhead. So a questionable start for St Kilda in 2022. Not so questionable, the Melbourne Demons. They've just picked up right where they left off. It's the reigning premiers looking primed to go mm-hmm. again. A 26-point win over the Bulldogs in Wednesday night's grand final rematch at the MCG. James Jordan had 20 disposals on the night and has been good enough to join us on Dead Set Legends. James, Thanks for your time. I wanted to talk to you about the beginning of Wednesday night and the unfurling of the flag. Obviously, you couldn't really witness it all, given you were getting ready for the game. But how have you felt since seeing the videos and photos of all the legends of the club carrying the flag and finally being able to celebrate a premiership 57 years in the making? Yeah, firstly, thanks for having me on. Um, yeah, we were able to um, watch it um, down downstairs in the rooms. I had it on the TV, so um, we had one eye on it. And, um, yeah, it's pretty cool. Um you know, to see see the old captains of the club um, come out with the with the flag, and um, in, especially in front of um, all the MCC and all of our Melbourne fans, it, it was something pretty special, and um, yeah, something that I'm sure that that they'd love and they'll look back on um, in the years to come. Yeah, it would have been a goose, goosebumps moment for lots of the Melbourne uh, fans. I mean, to see Ron Barassi out there in particular, Nathan Jones, Gary Lyon, David Neitz, people who mean so much um, to the Melbourne Footy Club. It was, a, it was a brilliant celebration, I thought, but it puts the full stop on 2021, and now you're into business uh, in 2022, and it was a fantastic game against the Western Bulldogs. But what amazes me, James, is how you guys can turn the momentum of a game. So you're again, the Bulldogs kick eight goals in a row, and then you're steady, and then uh, the momentum swings. It happened in the grand final. It happened in round 23 against Geelong. What is it um, about you guys that no matter how much you're under the pump or how much you're up against the momentum, you can still retake control of the game? Uh, I think one thing that Goody drives home is just to to keep calm and and Choco on the bench, um, just to yell out, just to keep calm and um, we've Choco got a game. Keep, Choco <laughs> keeping calm. <laughs> yeah. um, but no, we, we feel as though we've got a, a pretty strong game plan in place. That um, and, you know the stars we've got in the middle in track, Clary and Vines, Gorney. It, it sort of starts with them and and they drive a lot of that sort of stuff. Um, so if we yeah can get on top it. Top in the middle, then um, yeah, that goes a long way in, into getting that momentum 
momentum back on our side. It does help, James, when you can just look into the centre bounce and you go, we'll be okay. We've got Gorney there. Clayton <laughs> Oliver's just there. Petrarca, I'm sure we'll be fine. Hey, what about your own footy, mate? Because, um, yeah, terrific season last year and you're continuing to develop as a player. What are you working on? What are sort of the areas of your game to take yourself to the next level? Because obviously you want to be an inside mid, but as we just touched on, it's pretty hard to crack into that midfield on a regular basis. But what are you working on in your own game? Uh, I think just playing a number of roles um, that can help the team. Um, for me, um, whether that be on the wing or, or inside or even at half forward, um, just, yeah, to have that versatility just to, to help me play that role um, for the team. And, um, yeah, that's something probably I've been working on over the last sort of year and a bit is just that versatility, I guess. Uh, and certainly, I think, uh, speaking to Choco and Goody, they were absolutely thrilled with your summer last year. You really emerged. Your work ethic spread from the contest. Absolutely uh, rave about you. So you were the sub for the grand final last year, James. That's correct? Yeah. Yeah. Now, am, am I right in thinking that uh, your good mate there, James Harms, was trying to hatch a plan late in last year's grand final to go down <laughs> with cramp and then to get you onto the ground so you could taste uh, the action as well? Very unselfish um, from your teammate. But did, is, was that a, is that a real thing? Did that really happen? Yeah, yeah, that, that is true. Harmsy, Harmsy come off and, um, yeah, so he's got a little cramp and, yeah, wanted me to go on. But, uh, um, yeah, unfortunately... That, that isn't allowed. So, but um, yeah, it goes to show the type of person that Harmsy is. And um, yeah. We're speaking of young gun, Melbourne midfielder James Jordan Harmsy. We absolutely love him. Hey, unfortunately, um, some news, some injury news out of that game was Christian Salem went down with a, a, a knee. He's had a procedure to fix some uh, cartilage. Uh, and it looks like he could uh, miss months. Is there, is there an update on him, James? Obviously, he's such an important player and such a popular member of that uh, Melbourne team? Have you got around young Christian Salem? Yeah, absolutely. He's a, he's a massive loss for us. And um, what he brings off half back is um, one of the best in the league. So, um, yeah, he had surgery. And I think it's just uh, see how he recovers. And I don't think there's any time frame on it, on it yet. It'll just be a wait and see for the moment, I think. Hey, before we let you go, mate, the advantage of playing on a Wednesday night, which is very rare, is you've got a long break in oh, between games, and boy. generally that means you've got the weekend off. Is Ten that days. you got the weekend off if you've got something yeah, planned? Yeah, we do. Uh, no, a pretty quiet weekend. I'll uh, just, just take it easy. Um, yeah, nothing too too much. <laughs> Come on, yeah. give us something, James. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, nah, just, pretty quiet. Do you, watch, you, do you watch footy? Like, will you watch footy today? Are you a sort of bit of a footy head? Will you sit down and watch a yeah, few yeah, games? Or? Um, yeah, I might, yeah, I'll tune in, definitely. Definitely tune in. I watched uh, last night's game. It was, it was pretty good. So, um, yeah, I'll sit back and, and relax and, yeah, watch the footy, I reckon. Very good. Didn't want to give too much away, did he? Uh, what, what he's doing this weekend? Yeah, hang, hang on the line, James. <laughs> we might just uh, keep you on and find out what you're really up to. <laughs> oh, you relax and enjoy, James. Hey, thanks for your time and good luck for your trip up to the Gold Coast next week to take on the Suns. No, thank you very much. Thanks for having me on, guys. Appreciate it. Thanks, mate. How is the depth, seriously? Like, here's a young player breaking in that Melbourne team. Dunstan's not in the team. They had to- your mate, Tomlinson, um, coming to the depth at Melbourne is extraordinary, Joe, isn't well, it? When they've got guys like James Jordan and Tom Sparrow, who yes. could easily be in the starting midfield at a lot of other clubs, and they're still young and they're still working on their craft, the, the club is in a great shape. I mean, even Jake Bowie and Cosie Pickett, Luke Jackson is going to be, you know, could arguably be one of the best players in the comp in a couple of years' time. So they are in a great Ooh, position. That's a big call. Is it a big call in a few years' time that Luke Jackson? You love him. You think Luke Jackson could be one of the best players in the comp? That's what you just said. Yeah. Do you think he could? 
Oh, you I, said it was a big call. I didn't think it was that big of a call. Okay. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm not sure he's, he's winning Brownlows just yet. No, I didn't say just yet. <laughs> and, I don't think it, and I don't think he'll win a Brownlow because he's a ruckman. Rucks don't win Brownlows. But he, um, yeah, I just think they're in a great position as a football club, the D's. And I think they're, they're going to be sort of sitting up the top of the ladder for a long, long time. And then you've got the likes of Christian Petrarca and Clayton Oliver just seemingly going to still another mm. level. Clary's like 24 years old. Like They've got lots of footy in them. Yep. Yep. The Norm Smith medalist just picking up where he left off the other night. Gents, we've got a lot of footy news to get through Jay-Z. Just when you think COVID's a thing of the past, mm. it rears its head again. How is yes. Michael Voss? Yes, so he's uh, feeling um, well and he'll miss, um, obviously, the round two game. He was feeling unwell on the day of the game, Joey, on, on Thursday. His and press he, conference, he sounded a bit croaky. We just thought he must have been screaming or yelling in the box, but now it makes a bit of sense. He said along the lines of, to the journalist, like, I've I'm, I'm got a bit of a scratchy throat, or if you can't hear me, I'm, I'm struggling to talk. You know, I'm not feeling 100%. So possibly the writing was on the wall at that point. Uh, <laughs> he wasn't going to miss his first game, no. though. And he is a big fan of the show, and he'll be listening. So good morning to you, Michael. I hope you're feeling uh, good. Oh, but yeah. <laughs> Is he actually? Yeah, he no. is. He loves the show. Oh, hello, Michael <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. Um, so Jack Martin's already got it, along with two other Carlton um, uh, football staffers. So the club is clearly on red alert at the moment because we saw the scenes after the game. Everyone's hugging, they're high-fiving. They're high-fiving. So clearly over the next 72 hours, we know the incubation period is sort of two to four days or uh, thereabouts. That's when um, people can catch it and then start showing symptoms themselves. So there'll be a lot of testing over the next couple of days to find out whether it has spread amongst the Carlton uh, crew and um, everyone obviously hoping for the best um, that it, it, it doesn't take out too many more more players. But it's the next sort of 24, 48 hours, very important as all the players and rest of the coaching staff undergo their rat testing. Because they're playing Thursday night against the Western Bulldogs, yes. which becomes a huge game all yep. of a sudden, doesn't it? They got like, the tails up. What did you make of the Blues? Oh, very, very impressed. Yep. Yeah, yes. I, particularly not just the way they played, but even particularly how they played in the first quarter, which was so poor. And to respond, like, yep. that's some, some substance already, some resilience among that group. To turn around the way they play from the first quarter to the second was enormous. And then again, to be challenged in the third quarter, Richmond looked like they were going to break it open, responded again. And yep. then what they did in the last quarter, absolute midfield dominance, yep. like dominance. Obliteration. That's, obliteration. That's sort of, you know, Western Bulldogs and Melbourne sort of stuff in the midfield, what Carlton did in that fourth quarter. So very impressed. How did you describe their midfield the other night? I, well, they, I said they went this from... This is a good line, Jack. It was from, quite creative. Oh, I was happy with myself with it. I made that up on the spot. <laughs> well, can't... there's all the talk. They've gone from Batman and Robin, which was yeah. a talk about Crips and Walsh. Yeah. And then they they turned themselves into the Avengers because they had superheroes <laughs> everywhere. Chera was excellent. George Hewitt was excellent. Yes. Matty Kennedy has just... What yes. about his turn What has he there? done in the off-season? Well, I don't know, but he's turned his career around. And then, of course, they've still got Sam Walsh to come back into that midfield. Excuse me, Jay-Z. How happy was he with yeah. himself just saying when he said, the Avengers? Yeah. And he did a big like shoulder puff at the same oh, time. Yeah. yeah, 48 hours of being happy with, yeah. with that one. <laughs> see everyone. Good call, Joey. Good yeah, but, okay, who do you quickly, who do, who do you tip? Thursday night, off the top of your head, Bulldogs or Carlton? Yeah, no, the Bulldogs. I've got some concerns at either end, as uh, we've mentioned, but you would think their midfield will be good enough to get the job done against uh, Carlton. It's a pretty red-hot Carlton midfield. I'm yeah, going Carlton. Yeah. I'll... Competition's better when Carlton's winning, so yeah, I'm jumping is. on the Blues it bandwagon. Jay-Z, yep. talk to us about the Bulldogs. What's the latest yep. there and all the fallout from yep. Luke Beveridge's so we... press conference? Yeah, we know Luke Beveridge was completely out of line. It was the most bizarre press conference I've seen uh, in nearly 20 years of covering uh, Did you watch AFL. it live? I didn't. No, I was interested in uh, interviewing um, Christian Petrarca at the time. 
and then uh, rewatched it after that, and it was absolutely extraordinary. Look, he's apologised. Good on Luke for doing that. There's a twenty thousand um, dollar donation, obviously, uh, to a charity. The Bulldogs are working out how they can support him. Clearly, he was suffering from stress at the time, and um, now for the Bulldogs, it's a broader conversation about you know, does he can they lighten the load on him? Can they better support him so as that he's not in that state because he was clearly worked up. But also, of course, the other person involved in that situation was Tom Morris, who's a friend of ours. He, he is, of course, he's a colleague of. A your guys at uh, Fox Footy, and, and his comments in that private WhatsApp group were uh, poor. They were disgusting. They were horrible, and he has paid a huge price. He's been sacked from Fox Footy, and we, just because we're mates, we can't walk past it. We can't stay silent. We've got to call this out because, you know, it it does happen, and it shouldn't happen at all because um, Cat Wall, he's picking up the pieces and trying to revive his career. There is a victim, unfortunately and unfairly, and this. And we don't need to name her, Kath, but she's a colleague of yours at, at Fox Footy, and she's the one we're all feeling for. Well, exactly what you say. Uh, she's a friend and, and a colleague, so, of course, we're, we're feeling for her. There are no winners in this situation. I think everyone yep. agrees with that. But well done, Jay-Z. You do need to call it out, and we can all be better at times. We're not all angels. But, yeah, definitely feeling for, for the innocent party involved here and, and feeling for everyone because it's just been a really nasty, ugly situation. Tough. Yep. Yep. Uh, on a brighter note, gents, yes. Formula One, anyone got tickets to the Australian Grand Prix because it is near and close? Well, we, Kath, now that you're new to the show, Kath doesn't know this yet. We are doing the show, we're doing the show from yep. the GP on the Saturday. Stop it. Live yes. at the Grand Prix. Yep. Stop you it. You just found out live. There yes. you go. Wow. What's the setup like? Where are we? Well, right in the guts of it. Yeah. yeah. We'll be right amongst the pit lane. <laughs> we'll be over the top of pit lane. We're going to be right amongst yes. it. Right but, in the guts of it. But if you love your GP, well, your Formula One, sorry, mm. we've got tickets. Is that right? To give away. We have tickets. And I'm not talking Ooh. Friday tickets or Saturday tickets. Yeah. I am talking Sunday race day, what? which is sold, sold out. out. Tens teeth. Hey. I feel like Santa Claus right now. Gosh, we have got <laughs> F1 tickets to give away. Wow. So that is coming up in the next hour of the show. This is Triple M's Dead Set Legends with Joey J and Kath Lachnan. The Dead Set Legends. Triple M. Triple M's Dead Set Legends. It was a very good joke by you, Jay-Z. It was pretty funny. Not as good as the Avengers one, but pretty good. (laughs) (laughs) It's coming up to, you can't laugh at your own joke like that, Joey. No. He's had a big night with his former Saints teammates. Yeah, he's He's up and about. He's got about 16 (laughs) back last night. Now he's real high horse. It is coming up to 10 past 11 and you are listening to Triple M's Dead Set Legends with Joey J and Kath Lockman. It feels like Christmas, gents, because we have F1 tickets to give away. Not any old tickets. Sunday race day tickets and Sunday is sold out. All you have to do is call one triple three five three. Get on the phones. And that's it. That's all you gotta do. And that's our, all produ- gotta do. our producer Georgie will pluck one of the callers and you get two tickets to the Grand Prix on Sunday. I know you're looking forward to the Grand Prix. Oh, I can't. You wait. love it. I want to go to all four days. I haven't <laughs> quite got that past my um, amazing wife yet, but um Well you have to you go know. on Saturday for the show, don't you? Yes, we're going. And then I want you two to clear your Saturday schedules so we can hang out at the Grand Prix together and um, what's yeah, easy. The, um... Just call Fox Footy for us, and we say, should be fine. Be, Kath's our best chance to call the big boss calls <laughs> and just see if we can clear our schedule on the Saturday. <laughs> That's up to you, Kath. There's no way I'm doing it. I'll hey, normally yes. you always give me a pick one, but yep. I thought, seeing it's Kath's first show with us, yep. do you want to give her yep. a little curly question yes. to pick one? I do. So you got to get off the. Mm. There's no fence sitting here. I'm a bit uh, nervous, Kath. No. So well, t- tell us on a, on a day like today, you got a free afternoon. You, you just like perfect afternoon with your friends. You like a beer garden, you know. 
casual shorts and t-shirt or you like fine dining, Ooh, no. white tablecloth, no, no, high, no. You know, nice, yeah, high, really expensive Chardonnay. Where no. do you sit on that on that sort of no, scale? No, no, I am beer garden, so casual. I'm going in active wear. Oh, yeah, she fits right in, Joey. And That's, what is it, beer, red, or white, or what's your go-to? I love a bit of everything. I think I'm starting with a cider. Oh, and then yeah. I'm seeing where the night takes me. Oh, I like nice. it. Nice, yeah. yeah. Red meat, white meat. Red. Wow. There you go. Any more? It um, went too curly. No, nah, that was good. Yeah, <laughs> you <laughs> give me way harder. Quickly, <laughs> who's who is the who? Pick one ruckman. Who would you rather? Brody Grundy or Rowan Marshall? They went head to head last night. We talk a lot hard. about Brody Grundy. Is Rowan Marshall? Paul, who would you pick if you had to take one ruckman? I'm also a beer garden man. Thank you for asking. Um, <laughs> well, I know oh, that. Shall Rowan we? Marshall or Brody Grundy? Quickly. Um, I would take Rowan Marshall. I'll, yeah, I'll, I would Over take Rowan Grundy. Yeah, yeah, I think he's uh, better around the ground. Yeah, would be cool. Be cool. Okay, oh, good geez. one. Like Gents, time for a few laughs. Not saying you two aren't funny, but we're bringing in a professional. <laughs> Limo is in studio. You've made it through an hour with these two. Congratulations, <laughs> Thank I you. say. Good on you. Lovely to see you in the studio. Lovely to meet you. Uh, nice to be back with you two as well. Of course it is. I, I want to talk about Aussie rules and how it's perceived elsewhere in the world today. Josh Giddy, actually, just a quick one before we get on to Josh Giddy's explanation of Aussie rules football. He was uh, talking about the fact that I didn't realise how good he was at Aussie rules. Josh Giddy, was, was he good? Well, here he, well, this is, well, if you believe him, <laughs> here, he, <laughs> yeah. here he is uh, at a presser this week talking about how he had to make a decision between the two. I was pretty good uh, to the point like where I had to decide which path I wanted to take. Well, I got a scholarship offer to the NBA Academy when I was 15 or 16, and um, I was really good at football at the time, and I, I loved footy, and I wanted to keep playing it, but I knew like when I made that decision, I had to part ways from one of the sports. Oh, that's, every single person says that, don't they? Every <laughs> AFL player had a decision between basketball and footy when they were 16 or <laughs> yeah, reverse. Yeah. Come so on. he goes, I had to make a decision. How do you reckon he feels about his decision? He's currently on a four-year, $27 million yeah. contract. Yeah. And they reckon his next contract will be five years for $150 yeah. million. No, yeah. Still made the wrong choice. He could, yeah. he could be playing for the Saints. Life could be so yeah. much better. I, so, li- I like his humility. Yeah. Um, <laughs> humble, staying very grounded. Like Ben Simmons said something silly, didn't he? Like he's, He played one game of footy when he was like 12. He played one game and they, oh, I could have played AFL. But doesn't, Paddy Mills says the same yeah, thing. Yes, they all say it. Oh, okay. Uh, Joey, did you have any other options? No, or? I played basketball when I was 16. <laughs> Look, I had to make a choice. My height might have been an issue at basketball, but I was pretty good. Who would have thought an AFL footballer with a basketball background? I don't know why the commentators don't bring it up. More. <laughs> anyway, so the bloke asked him to explain Aussie rules football. And this is an interesting exercise to think to yourself, how would I explain Aussie rules football to someone who has no idea, see if you can pick the moment where it all gets too hard and he can't be bothered anymore. Um, it's, I don't know how to, it's like, um, you can say it's NFL in terms of like contact, like AFL wears like no protection, like um, no helmets, no padding, nothing like that. You kick the ball around a field. Um, if you kick it through like a, a big post, it's six points. If you miss it, it's one point. It's like, it's a complicated game. You have to watch it to kind of understand. <laughs> I can't be bothered. So anymore. this is the dilemma. Every time we went on an overseas footy trip, it's yeah. the same thing. We'd meet people, they'd ask us what you're doing. You try and explain it. We realized after a few years. Just pull out the YouTube because you can't explain yeah, it. So, yeah. so we went to this is true. Went to America and Nick Rewalt was chatting to someone. Tried to put out the YouTube. 
and you wouldn't believe it, the first highlight package that came up oh, was Nick Rizvui no. taking his mark, <laughs> and that was what he showed them. Oh, this is our game. And it's like, oh, Rui, he's oh. taking the mark with a fly to the ball. Oh, they're going, wow, man, you're crazy. It's like, ah. Uh, it wasn't a YouTube clip. He carries his own USB yeah, stick yeah. that he puts in the sides of computers. That's right. So the Saints boys go overseas, right? You think yeah. they'd enjoy the anonymity, you know, like no one yeah. gets to see them. They're pulling out their phones, like telling everybody, all oh, the New Yorkers, how good they are. Yeah. Biggest superstars, you flogs. Yeah, I'd tell you what, getting kicked out of There was a Katy Perry party they got kicked out of. That's, right. That's another story. We won't get distracted with That's a with good you. story. You know the best explanation I've ever heard of Aussie Rules football? And, Joey, you might be involved in this. Eric Banner in the movie Funny People. Here he is. There's St Kilda and Collingwood are playing each other on a screen, and he's explaining to Adam Sandler mm-hmm. how the game works while he's pointing at the screen. Mm-hmm. You know, it doesn't matter if you're a small or a big you can play this game because a small go in, barrel underneath and get the ball up and the ball hits the ground like that. Watch big little down they go. There they are. Big smack them. Little little off to a big Now he's going to go down to another big I hate that big I hate this team. Magpies. The Maggies. <laughs> <laughs> you, do you I remember, remember that? Because I remember trying to see on the TV screen whether I was on the screen to see that I was in a movie, yes. James. And then I could have said I was in a movie. Yeah, but a, I didn't see myself. So. <laughs> you weren't you were there. There's a current theme here with these things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all, right. all right. And then we'll finish off with this slightly odd one from Hugh Jackman. This is on British radio explaining Aussie rules football. This is something I'd never heard before. As he's talking about the goal umpire, just picture the goal umpire signalling a goal with two fingers pointing out straight in front. In Australia, like in Aussie rules, you got the four posts, yeah. right? And if you kick it through the two centre goal, that's a goal. And the goal umpire stands behind and does that, as in, that's a goal. So first time I went to an Aussie rules game, it made me laugh so much. When you're behind, the guy kicks it through, the umpire gets into spot, and thousands of people, I would say 20,000 people in unison, how big's your dick? <laughs> <laughs> Wow. I thought this is brilliant. <laughs> I've never heard that at not, the footy. Not, ever, sure not, that, once. not sure that ever happened. 20,000 20, in, uni- in unison. Oh, come come on, you. you. Bit of mail on. on that story. That oh, the boy from Oz has let us down there. <laughs> uh, thank you very much, team. Go, Josh Giddy. <laughs> but it's a great game. We do love our Aussie rules. Thanks, Lemo. Triple M's Dead Set Legends. Gents, KO. How good is KO? Especially Super. the KO minis. Ooh. Never miss a moment of the team you love with every game of every round, live and at break free in play on KO Sports. Want a comprehensive overview of a game in just a fraction of the time, then you need KO minis, are special condensed replays of selected content that give you all the key moments in the game in less than half an hour. Did you have to watch uh, the KO mini of St Kilda Collingwood this morning? I did catch it. It's the best way to catch up on all the games. Even if you just want to see something back, you can watch it in 20 minutes. You get the highlights, you get the best of it. It's a great way to watch the footy because we're all busy, so we all can't watch nine games. But if you want to catch up, get KO. Easy way to do it. Three big games today, yep. gents, and it all begins with Geelong v Essendon. A few big outs for the Bombers, Jay-Z. Oh, it's fascinating. I just don't know how Essendon can kick a winning score today, Joey. They're missing Harry Jones, of course, who's been so impressive as that uh, mobile marking target. Stringer didn't come up disappointingly with that with that groin. He's missed a fair bit of uh, training, of course. And Anthony McDonald, uh, Tip and Woody won't be there as he, as he uh, comes back from personal issues and tries to build his fitness. Cal Hooker retired. So they're missing, I think, three of their top oh, four yeah, goal kickers yeah. from last year. So they come up against the Geelong side we know is going to play a little bit differently, maybe a little bit more like Collingwood. I just don't know how Essendon can get the 14 goals on the board uh, that they need. Can you well, see it? Well, 
they can. You need How? A, you need a force turnover the and midfield? go force turnover and go quick off turnover. And then if you go quick off turnover, something will open up. You'll find avenues to goal. Peter Wright is has actually had a good year last year and he has had a really strong preseason. So he'll be the big focal point. Yep. But you're right, they're gonna need the smalls. They're gonna need Shield and Zach Merritt and Parrish and Andy. They need to push forward and, and hit the scoreboard and turn the ball over. But I'm looking forward to this game because it is a hard one to tip. I've tipped Geelong. I've got a bit more faith in the Cats. But remember, the MCG, big ground. We know mm. Geelong have had trouble defending it. Knesset and Speed, you know, in their handball game, mm. sort of catch out Geelong a little bit. So I'm looking forward to it. And I want to see how Geelong play. I want to see their game style shift. You spoke about Collingwood's earlier. A bit more forward, a bit direct, a bit quicker. I think we'll see that from the Cats as well. Speaking of tough ones to tip, the Sydney Derby, Lance Franklin, of course, a headline act sitting on 995 goals. But this one is hard to pick. I think I went the Swans from memory. I I think in the end I went the Giants. Even though pre-season I don't have Giants in my eight and I've sort of got some knocks on Giants. But then I watched their pre-season form and I was like, actually, no, Mm. they're they're going so pretty the, well. You've tipped the Giants I've to miss the, the eight. Yeah, I don't think the Giants. And who, Richmond to come back in? I had that, yeah. Yep. I'm already starting to regret it. I think, <laughs> I'm like, can we change our pre-season predictions? Um, yep. You can. but Lee course, Montagna, our expert, ladies well, and gentlemen. Yeah, of course we can. They will, our our <laughs> yeah. opinions can always change once the evidence is there. But look, oh, the Giants, oh, I think they're right up right up today to the challenge of the, against the Swans. Did I think you? they're... Their midfield is pretty good. The back line's solid. I think it'll be a great game. I'm looking forward to it. I picked uh, Sydney. Uh, I think GWS are a great threat. I mean, it's the Lance Franklin game, isn't it? So what does he need? Five goals for his uh, thousand. Does he get it? Um, Does he get it? Yes or no? I don't think he gets it. Um, this week. So what is it? Geelong next week back at the SCG. So that would be uh, fantastic uh, to watch. What, what's the, uh, take us behind the scenes in the commentary box. What would be the argy-bargy like? It's trying to work out who Ooh, yeah. gets the call. The big dogs will want that moment. The it's, moment. It's got to be Anthony Hudson, doesn't it? has it? to be Hutto. I would yep. like to hear Hutto call it. He'd have something up his sleeve too. Yeah. yeah. We can't wait for it. And will people run on the ground? Oh, 100%. 100%. Yeah, yeah Gil McLaughlin almost endorsed it on AFL Priest, <laughs> didn't he? He said, I'm technically, I'm meant to say no, but uh, I don't think, he'll, for what it's worth, I don't think he'll get it this week against the Giants. I think Sam Taylor is a very, very good defender. He's had a pretty good um, battle with Buddy in the past and got his measure. So I think it'll be next Friday night, Buddy will get his thousandth. And quick one, one word, Brisbane or Port tonight? Brisbane comfortably. Yeah, Brisbane, I think, are a lock. Okay, there it is. Well, coming up next on Triple M's Dead Set Legends with Joey J and Kath Lochnan, Aiden Court joins us next. Triple M's Dead Set Legends. The Dead Set Legends. Triple M. This is Triple M's Dead Set Legends with Joey J and Kath Lochnan. Three big games coming up today in the AFL world. Another three tomorrow, beginning with Hawthorne v North Melbourne at the MCG. Bounce down is one ten. Aiden Core will be there, ready to go, and joins us now. Aiden, the last time we saw you play was round two last year. You must be itching to go. Yeah, it's it's been a while since I pulled the boots on, but yeah, I am itching to go and yeah, ready to go, which is good. How- how do you think you'll feel running out tomorrow, knowing the challenges of 2021 are behind you and you can finally get more games under your belt as a North Melbourne player? Yeah, I am excited just to um, you know, give back to the club that gave me the opportunity. I sort of rocked up and haven't really done a whole heap since I've been there. I, um, it's been a while since I've been on the G as well, so yeah, really looking forward to it. What happened with the toe, Aiden? Did you consider chopping it off at any stage? <laughs> yeah, look, there was a point in time where it was an option. Um, <laughs> really? Was... really? It was actually pretty bad. They sort of kept it from me, the uh, infectious disease doctor I was seeing, um, to keep me in high spirits. But 
Oh, yeah, it wasn't going great. We couldn't find what the actual infection was. So it was, yeah, sort of eating away at your bone there. But Jeepers. we finally got on top of it. Um, yeah, which was good. Otherwise, it was looking pretty grim there for a while. How frustrating was it, though, Aiden? Because it's isolating at the best of times when you're in injured in, in rehab, particularly when you've gone to a new club, as you said, they've given you a chance, and there you are sitting in the gym by yourself while the boys are out training and out on the field. How frustrating was it? Yeah, it was. And, and just... You know, speaking up in meetings and stuff, that stuff's really hard when you're not um, out yeah. there on the weekend. And so I sort of dabbled in other things like recruiting and trying to get involved in anything I could, um, helping out with the young fellas with some early morning training as well. So I actually found a bit of a passion for that, which I never thought I would. Um, I can see why they do it now. It's actually quite enjoyable. <laughs> uh, yeah, so it, like it was frustrating, but I understood my situation and, yeah, trying to dwell on it too much. Speaking of Aiden Core, star North Melbourne defender. Well, if you're the new recruiter, chief recruiter at North Melbourne, I think you've hit the nail on the head with Jason Horn Francis. <laughs> is... Aiden was the one that spotted Horn Francis. <laughs> oh, was he? Yeah. <laughs> yeah he him. <laughs> what, what has he been like at training? Take us um, into what you've seen. Well, obviously, um, with no crowds there, how special um, is Jason? Because he, it looks to me like he can do it in yeah, he can do it on the ground. He's going to wow us in the forward line in the midfield. Yeah, look, I can't claim him as my own. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, he's just so powerful. Um, I've never really seen someone come in with so much power. Like, the kids these days are a lot more powerful and built than I was when I came in. Um, he is, yeah, something special, along with the others. But, you know, it's just his ability to fly or, like, crumb is mm. super clean. Yeah, it'll be challenging to play on. Uh, obviously, you get his match fitness right up couple of years under his belt and he will be a force to reckon with, that's for sure. I mean, there's always hype around the number one draft pick, but this being North Melbourne's first ever number one draft pick takes it to a bit of a whole new level as well. Has there been any discussions around the club as to how you can help him deal with all the hype? Yeah, it was pretty funny. Coming from where I came from, I saw a first round pick every oh, first pick every year. Giants, <laughs> right? So I didn't really understand the, the big hype, but I um, you know, we do have to help. There's a lot of pressure on there and you know, there's a lot of guys that have been high picks in the past. Um, you know, they can share some things with him. But, you know, just making sure his well-being is happy, um, everything is good. And then if he's good off-field, he'll be uh, able to perform on-field. So it's really our main focus. And he seems comfortable and happy, which is perfect. Yeah, we're looking forward to watching you take on the Hawks at the MCG 110 uh, tomorrow. I think this is an absolutely winnable game for the North Melbourne uh, footy team. Hawthorne um, looking a bit young, and it's an opportunity to get four points on the board early. There's no doubt about that. But intrigue around your big man setup, Aiden, because I see you got Goldstein, Cherry, and Callum Coleman-Jones all in the same side. So it's going to be bigger. Have you have you worked that at training? And, and how do you think, um, you know, how how's that ruck on it, the combination going to work for you? Yeah, it'll be a um, interesting. It was a good chop out for Goldie, who's been one out for a long, long time. Um, you know, it's going to be a nice dry day, good marking targets. Uh, I'm actually looking forward to it. Um, take a little bit of pressure off. Big Sylv, Nick Larky down forward. Mm. Um, you know, it can work. I've seen it work before. You know, it's got its pros and cons like every other position, but I'm excited. I think the effort and intent that especially um, Big X and CJ have been bringing, um, and Goldie's been doing it for a very long time. He knows what he's doing. So I reckon it can really work, and I'm looking forward to watching it. Should be very confident, the Kangaroos tomorrow. Best nickname, I reckon, in the AFL, Suva. Suva Lucky. I love it. <laughs> yeah, it's good. It is a good one. Hey, I just want to ask you, we saw on Thursday night the inspirational scenes of Sam Doherty coming yes. back from testicular cancer and the, the role that he played in that win for the Blues. You able to give us a bit of an update on Ben Cunnington, how he's tracking and uh, and how are his spirits around the club? Yeah, it was awesome to set out for Doc, wasn't it? Um, especially that goal as well. It was amazing. But 
Uh, Cunners is he's back. He's in there training. He's uh, doing his walking. He's building up his base. Uh, he just brings a big smile to everyone's face when you get when you see him in there. Um, he's still a bull. He's still a big boy. Um, yeah, it's just great to have him there. He's I've been missing him there for a while, um, and we can't wait to get him back in because what an addition he'll be. But yeah, he's moving, um, progressing every day, which is perfect. He's healthy, um, happy. So first and foremost, that's most important. Damn right. Good to hear. Hey, Aiden, appreciate your time this morning and enjoy running out onto the MCG tomorrow. Perfect. Thank you very much for having me, guys. Good luck, mate. I'm a sucker for those moments yeah. when you see a How, player make a long-awaited yeah. return from injury. Yeah, could, can't wait to see Ben Cunnington back out there. How good were the scenes with Sam Doherty on yeah. uh, Thursday night when he kicked that goal? It was awesome. Yep. Tear in the eye. Yep. My favourite part of the show, I think, this next segment, because we are revisiting something Stephen Milne said last night in the Triple M box. Two year former uh, great mate players, Joe Montagna and Nick Rewalt, doing wonderful things in the media. So, when one or the other pops up on Fox Footy, who would you prefer to listen to, Joey or Rui? Uh, Joey, because Rui tries to be funny, and Rui has never been funny. So, <laughs> I, I taught Rui how to be funny, so. And, jo- and Joey's a bit the same, they're trying to taught off me. <laughs> yeah. uh, Milne does claim that anyone who's funny was because of Milne, but he makes a good point about Rui. We didn't quite see the humour. Humorous side of Rui necessarily as a, as a footy player, but he's certainly lightened up. He's been great on the rush hour. Leroy, you're a big yeah. fan. He did yeah. great. He's good. And he's going to be on a new show with you, Kath, at Fox Footy on yes. Saturday nights, which is going to be a light-hearted, entertaining look at the weekend's football. And Rui's going to be a big part mm-hmm. of that, as you are. Called Best on Ground starts round three. I was pumping up the show, and my quote completely got taken out of context. It was nope. running everywhere. Apparently, I said, I can guarantee the show will be funny because we have comedians and writers working on it. But this was taken out of context. What happened was Gary Lyon asked me, how are you going to make Nick Rewalt funny? And I said, don't worry. We've got comedians and writers working on the show, so I can guarantee he will be funny. Yeah, that's right. Sometimes. See, that's an early give me a spell. Yeah, sometimes they're journos, Kathy. These journos, Kathy. You can't trust them. Take things out of context all the time. Twist <laughs> words. Uh... The Dead Set Legends. Give me a spell. Give me a spell. Give me a spell. Yes, yeah, so I'll go first today. Last week, I think I gave myself a spell, didn't I, Joe, for buying a belt with no notches? I think that's, oh, that's what right. happened. You that... told us. Yes. Yeah, that was... <laughs> what did you end up doing with that? What can you do with a belt with no notches? Cap, he bought a belt and it had no no holes in the no belt. Notches. Where from? Okay, Martin. Oh, <laughs> um, $12. Anyway, this week, Red um, flag. My, my wife gave me some <laughs> feedback um, about my eyebrows. I, see, I needed to go to the hairdresser and get the normal haircut, the same haircut I've been rolling for 20 years, plus also just get something um, worked out with those eyebrows. Anyway, he's gone too heavy, Joey. Now, have a look <laughs> at my eyebrows. And my hairdresser has dead set taken half my oh, left. On the right side. No, that's your left. Sorry, that's my right. Yeah, that's your left. <laughs> yes, I've just noticed. Yeah, I'm missing half an eyebrow, you aren't are. I? Yes. Give me a spell, hairdresser. Like, if you just, I just wanted a little trim. I didn't want it to lose. It's like I got a Z in Did my eyebrow. Use the now. clippers to clip your eyebrow or something. Heavy handed. I'm not happy. Hang and on. What's the wife said? I don't think she's quite. She's taken she notice. Of it. No, she hasn't. You know what you can that. do? <laughs> Buy an eyebrow pencil and just colour it in a little bit. You ring him? Yeah. I might need some help with that. <laughs> Look after you guys. Give me a spell. Uh, my spell, my first spell cafes who don't supply newspapers due to COVID protocols. Oh, great. I'm not buying that anymore. Yes. No, no, no. When I go to a cafe and I sit there with my coffee, I want to read the paper Herald Sun. and do some life admin, mm-hmm. read the Herald Sun. Don't tell me that you're not. 
supplying newspapers because of COVID protocols. I mean, in that case, you're going to have to get rid of the menus and everything, everything. because we're touching that all. Yes. Good, give me a Good spell, Kath. I like it. Any cafe that doesn't have a newspaper, they're yeah. kidding themselves. Even yeah. if you're getting a takeaway, you've got that yeah. three or four minutes, you have a squ- yes. quick yep. squeeze, you read Jay-Z's, yeah. like, you read the first paragraph of Jay-Z's Clarky? article, and then <laughs> What's flip Clarky over it. today? Oh, yeah. good story, Jay-Z. Yeah. Hey, uh, Leroy, it's now time for this. Your dead set legend. Triple M's dead set legend of the week. Watch the team you love every game of every round. Live and at break free in play on KO Sports. Mate, you are a legend. Sponsored by KO, of course. I've got my own sponsored little segment here, Kath. Mm. Uh, <laughs> I wanted to start off by... <laughs> I was going to do Cam Smith, Leroy, after the win last yes. week in the Players' Champion. How good was that? Did you back him? You normally... At 26 bucks. Oh, hey, very good. Oh, well I know you'd like... But uh, after we spoke about Sam Doherty earlier, I wanted to give Sam Doherty our dead yes. set legend of the week. It was one of the feel-good moments of probably the year so far, particularly yep. for anyone that loves their footy with his inspirational comeback. I also want to give a shout-out to Paddy McCartan, yep. who makes yes. his return today from all those concussion injuries. I love Paddy. He's a ripping fella. Yep. Unfortunately, it didn't work out at St Kilda, but fingers crossed for him that he can have a great career at the Swans. And Kane Baldwin playing his debut for Essendon today. Another great story. Two knees. Was it going to be a top-10 draft pick? Was highly touted. Two knee reconstructions by the age of 19. Gets his chance today on the big stage at the MCG against the Cats. So a couple of feel-good stories. And uh, in particular, Sam Doherty is my dead set legend of the week. I love it. Uh, mm. How good is it to have footy back, not have these preseason predictions? We can actually talk about footy and oh, players making their debuts and whatnot. Quick last question from yep. me to you Gold Coast or West Coast tomorrow night? Who are Great you tipping? Question. It's got to be if the Suns are any good, they can win this, surely. Oh, it's a waffle side they're playing. I'm Gold Coast. Hey, how good I'm is it to have Kath now, yeah. part of the show? Kath, oh, you've been thank brilliant you, on debut, speaking of debut performances. Great one of the best we've seen. <laughs> Triple M's Dead Set Legends is done for another Saturday. So, uh, well done, Joe. Your hard work's being rewarded. Just some of my best work. Watch the team you love every game of every round, live and ad break free on KO Sports. Triple M's Dead Set Legends. We'll be back next week. Make sure you do a little bit of training. Keep yourself in good shape. Don't come back too fat. That was always (laughs) my little one. You're Dead Set Legends. (laughs)